Hello, it is May 7th, and time for a new edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. So I want to start off by playing a little clip here from Chappelle's show, and it, and this is just to set something up, um, but it reminded me of this. So I'm going to start off with this, and then I'm going to play another clip from a UFC fighter from an interview, I think it was today on ESPN, and the, the two just seemed um, to to uh, be a little a little close for me. It made it made me laugh, and um, so just check it out. See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just all of a sudden, just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch like it's like it's you know something to do. Come on, I got no more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in that he's out. Alright, you got that? Alright, so now here is what what happened today that, that made me think of that. I mean, he kicked my belt, dude. I mean, seriously, I, I don't have anything against the dude, but I mean, the dude is a piece of crap. Anyway, I just found that amusing. It was uh, Tony Ferguson speaking about Habib and, you know, going from I don't have anything against the guy to the guy's a piece of crap in one breath. It just made me think of that Rick James um, interview on Chappelle's show. So something a little funny, but something that this does deserve a... Uh, come on now. So I want to talk about media a little bit now. And the the friendliness of the MMA media to the UFC and specifically to to Dana White, um, and I don't know if there's anything wrong with being friendly, per se, but when you try to be friends with uh, someone you cover, that's when things get a little dicey, um, and it's, it's, it's just an ugly, ugly, ugly way to cover the sport. Um, in order to to get favor, and because and that's that's why, and this might sound a little weird, it's kind of why I almost respect the way um, Robbie I I think Robbie Fox from Barstool covers things. He he doesn't pretend to be really a media member. He's clearly showing that he's a fan of the UFC, that he's a fan of Dana White, and and that's how he covers things, as openly as a fan. Um, and I don't really, I don't really mind that because it's pretty clear that that's what he's doing. Um, so you can take it or leave it. Um, I usually choose to leave it. I mean, I watch the the videos because I can, you know, get some things to comment on. Like like right now, I'm going to. But I I you know that's his thing. That's what he does. So it's it's obviously working for him. And I don't do I like it? No. Do I agree with it? No. But it's what he is. He he, he does what he does. And he makes no bones about that, and that's fine. He's not pretending to be some 
highfalutin media guy. He's just a fan that's covering the sport. Fine. Um, so it's it's when you pretend to be a legit member of the media, and and you're you're carrying water for the UFC or for any any entity is when things get a little a little dicey and a little ugly and muddy the waters. So anyway, during this interview that that White did, um, I guess it was on May fifth here with Barstool. A couple things that got brought up that I want to talk about. So let's listen to a a clip here. Uh, and, and I don't think, listen, I don't want people to think that I was saying these things out of anger. It's obviously I'm not a big fan of the media, but it's a fact that these aren't, I wasn't saying it to be, to be mean to the media or, or to, you know, try to, this is a fact, okay? If you go on and look at some of the people that do these interviews and say these You're things. You're going to offend me again, Dan. You be, be careful with your words. The weak. They are careful, the, careful with your words. you took them all, if you took the weakest of the weak, you put them all in a room together, they are wimps amongst wimps, okay? These are not the people that are going to determine how I run my business. These are not the people that are going to determine. These are not the people that built this country, Okay. That that is not. These are facts. I'm not being mean or saying horrible things. These are facts. Do you think they played a role in the last event getting canceled? In that you said in the whole buildup, I'm not telling anyone the location. I'm not telling anyone the location. And then as soon as the location got out, it seemed the dominoes fell in place for that event to get canceled. Do you Let think me tell that you what had, happened. I can tell you exactly what happened. There are things that I'm not supposed to know that I know. But yeah, you you had these people, these 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 wimpy, weak people calling these athletic commissions saying, how can you let this happen? How can this go on? How can this and that and everything else? Um, but that's what I expect from the week. I expect them to do this. This isn't something that I don't expect them to do. I, I, I said it to people before. When you see these negative stories that are written, Google these people. Google them and look at them. And what do you expect them to say? This is what you expect from them. They are the weak. I really hate harping on this over and over, but if Dana White's going to bring it up over and over, then, you know, it deserves to be spoken about over and over. So he takes a stupid approach that the media are the weak and the wimps. Um, but, I don't know, that is what it is at this point. What uh, What bothers me about this is that he says he expects the weak to to do these things to to call the athletic commissions and ask them questions, which is what a journalist is going to do. So if you hear the UFC is going to hold an event in California during a global pandemic, who are you going to call if you're a, a member of the MMA media? You're going to call Andy Foster at the California State Athletic Commission, and you're going to ask him if he is, if his athletic commission that he's a he the head of is going to um, work the event. And and when Andy Foster says the commission is not going to, then you report that because that's what you do as a journalist. 
you don't assume that just because the UFC is going to hold this event at a at a casino that is not um, overseen by any state athletic commission, that it's okay. You're going to ask questions of that state's athletic commission, and you're going to say who is is overseeing this event. And if the commission says, not us, well then, that's an issue, and that issue gets reported. And this just goes back to Dana White once again thinking that the MMA media is his free PR arm. Some of, some of them are. Some of them are just kind of complicit in it, and others are actively not the UFC's PR arm. And the ones that are not, and the ones that want to report facts and cover the sport properly, are the ones that are going to say, hey, I called the athletic commission, spoke to, in this case it would have been Andy Foster, and they're not they're not overseeing the event. So now you, now you got to dig in a little deeper and you got to find out who is and what what kind of uh tests are being done as far as medicals during this pandemic. And that's what happened. And and that's one of the reasons the event got shut down. Because it was going to be in the at least in the eyes of the governor, I would assume, and others, that it was not it was not a of an event that they wanted to go on. And if White's going to be mad at somebody in this case, shouldn't be mad at the media. They didn't. They just did their job. He should be mad at at himself for trying to to hoodwink everybody and pull this off when he knew that it was going to be an issue. So, I don't understand it. To keep harping on that the media is weak and wimpy and, you know, just look at them. Um, It's a stupid thing to say. And it has nothing to do physical appearances and, you know, being able to pick something up heavy and put it down, which... Plenty of MMA media folks do. Um, doesn't mean that somebody can't do their job. So uh, it's dumb. It's wrong. And I wish that you know he would stop beating this drum because it's an old, hackneyed um, tale right now, and just doesn't make any sense. Maybe it appeals to some knuckleheads. Okay. It's just stupid. Anyway, just wanted to comment on that, and hopefully this is the last time we hear that kind of stupid bullshit, but I doubt it. So I read earlier, I read that um, McGregor, Conor McGregor's going to watch these fights this weekend with an eye towards safety, which is... Which I think is that's how I'm approaching this as as well. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I got to cover it because that's my job. But I also, I think most of what I'm going to concentrate on is the safety aspect. I'm going to watch things, you know, as they happen and see 
what's going on there. And hopefully it's all positive. But, right, that's, that's I think, my approach as well. So, anyway, Conor McGregor's going to uh, watch these and watch these fights this weekend with an, eyes towards, with an eye towards the safety. And then it, it said that he was going to look forward to maybe fighting on a, a fight island card in the future if everything turns out okay, which probably going to have to wait a couple weeks after the fight on the 16th, the fight card on the 16th, to make sure that everything's clear uh, because the UFC is pushing three fight cards through on this week, all in the same arena, all in the same. I'm going to assume that the fighters are and the camps are all going to stay in the same hotel. So that's a lot of moving pieces that I, I have problems with. So what what I would have liked to see and what have, would have made more sense to me is if the UFC would have held, if they were going to go through with this, and then, and they are, would they would have held this one card on the 9th here and then got everyone home. Um, and that means everyone, everyone that worked the event from, you know, the fighters to the refs to the judges to the Florida Commission, to the folks that swept up after after the event, to the media members, get them home, give them instructions to uh, quarantine at home for two weeks, and then do another COVID-19 test after those two weeks on everyone that was there and make sure that everyone is still healthy. If there were issues... You know, you you do a follow up, kind of a post mortem thing on the on the event, and see what worked, what failed, where things can be you know picked up a little bit, um, whether whether enough supplies, was there enough uh, infectious control done, was there anything that slipped through the cracks, um, like for instance. The fighters leaving the hotel to go train at a gym. Um, from what their doctor Zach Benny said, that's a that's a no go if you are if you're going to keep a good grasp on your on 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 what's happening as far as spreading illness. You want everyone to be in controlled areas at all times. Someone leaving that controlled area, the hotel, and then coming back in from outside that's that's an issue under uh zach under dr benny's advice that person would have had to go through a two-week quarantine until they were allowed back into the hotel and into the fight area so there are mistakes being made hopefully those mistakes are not going to have uh, repercussions but by forcing all these events through that area in in a one week period, your controls are well they're out of control. You don't have any real controls. And so if someone gets and maybe this was by design, I hope not. So if someone gets ill, you can't really trace it back to one thing maybe because ever there's so much movement. Um so I think this was handled improperly and rushed. And I think one of the reasons that it was handled improperly, and if you if you is if you've been watching the uh, sports news, that 
Endeavor is not doing well. They're selling off. They're looking to sell off parts of the company. Um, I think tonight the uh, Sports Business Journal said that there was going to be a pretty pretty big chunk of layoffs, and that was after pay cuts were already instituted, I believe. So it's Dana White can say that this isn't because there's financial difficulties, but it's pretty clear that the UFC is rushing into this because there are financial difficulties, not with the UFC, but with Endeavor. And I, that's just a game of semantics, really, because Endeavor's the the you know the, has the biggest ownership stake in the UFC, so that money's going to go to Endeavor, the majority of it, I would believe. So what I would have liked to seen, like I said, is this this one fight on Saturday and then a shutdown for two weeks and then you uh, reconvene and figure out anywhere that you need to shore up your um, any any kind of shortcomings. And if someone did get sick, um, then you got you know, you gotta think again about shutting down for a little bit and, Figuring out where, why, and how, and, and and this this goes, this is kind of a safety thing. Um, when I was one of my jobs, they would do a, after any kind of accident or something like that, they would do a, it was called a five why analysis, and what you would do is, you would, you would start at the incident, so. Say someone got, let's just use the COVID-19 um, thing here. So say someone got COVID-19, you would ask why, and then you get an answer. And then you'd ask why again to that answer. So you would ask why five times. And the uh, thinking in this is that by the time you got to the fifth why, you would get to the root cause of the incident, and then you go from there. Sometimes you got to only one or two whys um, and you got the answer. But the thinking was that by the time, worst case scenario, you would ask the why, why five times and then you would get an answer to you know the root cause of the incident. And it works. It, it absolutely works. Um, you, you have to you know train for it a little bit so you know what you're looking for and how to get, get there. But it 100% works, so that would be something that they would they would they should do. Um, if 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 someone gets sick, if no one gets sick, then you you just look at you know the little things that you need to tweak to shore things up a little bit better. But that's not going to happen. I do not believe that's going to happen because the controls are in the trash when you're moving so many people in and out of one place. Um, so like I said, might be by design, might be eh, because of the money situation with Endeavor, or it might just be because of ego and hubris, but I still believe, and I will believe that it's a mistake. And I think that if after this, uh, event on the 16th, if, if two weeks pass after that, and everybody that was in and out of the building from the three fight cards is still safe and healthy. I'll be happy, but I'm going to chalk most of that up, I think, to luck. 
because um, it, it, that's what it seems like at this point. So, yeah, that's that's uh, all I got on that one. I, th I think for the last thing tonight here, uh, what I want to talk about is a, a little bit about if the article I did came out today on Bloody Elbow, and it was a what if UFC 249 fighters staged a work stoppage. And most of the information came from Lucas Middlebrook, who helped me out with uh, answering my questions on this. So it's, to use a, a uh, maybe a wrong term, a, a wildcat strike, where the fighters would just withhold their services for the event. My, my thinking on this was that it's the best time that they could do this. And why is it the best time they could do this? Because there's no other sports going on and it will be the talk of the mainstream media. And I think that's what the fighters need to bring attention to their plight, which is that they only receive 16% of the revenue while other sports receive closer to 50 and that they have injury insurance while they're in camp and nothing else and that they're more or less if you want to boil it down to the to the root cause again that they're being taken advantage of um, if they get the attention of the mainstream media on this maybe something can change so I used an example of the 2013, the Grambling State University football team was uh, at an away game. Um, it was the homecoming game of Jackson State University, and they refused to play. And the reason they refused to play was because they had um, their their home uh, their home field. Um, the conditions of everything in that were were unhealthy and unsafe. Um, their stance picked up a good amount of attention in the mainstream press, and they uh, the end result was that none of them were punished, and some of the things got fixed. And I think that's what the UFC fighters are going to need to do. Uh, at some point, they're just going to have to take a stand. And, I, and the reason I said that, the reason I think that this is the right time to do so is because nothing else is happening and it would get a, a massive amount of attention. Now, uh, Middlebrook told me that under the National Labor Review Board, um, the National Labor Relations Act, that... Um, these, if this did happen, those those folks that would stage this work stoppage would be protected. But as we saw with um, Leslie Smith, the NLRB is not labor friendly, to put it bluntly, these days, and that's because it's become. Um, and I don't know if it's always been as political as it is right now, but it's falling. Um, things are going against the labor more than they have in maybe when a, when a Democrat is in charge. 
or a labor-friendly Republican is in charge. So it's not there was there would be no 100% guarantee that they would not be retaliated against and that the that they would not be hurt in some way by a ruling from the NLRB um, if they did stage a work stoppage. So that's the downside is that it's more a political um, organization right now than a uh, labor organization. So I don't think this is going to happen and I didn't write this as a way to incite anything. I just wanted to uh, point out that, hey, this is an option. It's an option that maybe the fighters have discussed. I don't know. I know that it's not something that it's not, it's not, it's rare that people do this, that organizations do this, um, because wildcat strikes, uh, when they are done with, when a group that is, has a collective bargaining agreement does do a wildcat strike, it is against the wishes of the union and it's not, um, it's not a great thing because most contracts have a, a no-strike clause in them. So if you strike during the lifetime of the contract, it's always a dicey situation. Uh, most strikes happen after contracts have expired and contract negotiations have um, been exhausted and, they, and the, the two parties... The two sides are just too far apart to come to agreement, and so the the labor side of the agreement will will go on strike. They're usually not taken lightly. I've been on both sides of one, and they're not fun. I don't think anybody wants them, but sometimes they are. They're necessary. Sometimes it's necessary from both sides. It's just kind of a. It becomes like a. Well, not really a cool down period, but it's a break. Let everybody get back together um, uh, and get a fresh start after that. But yeah, so this would be an option, but it would be something that could be pushed back on by the UFC and then there could be um, repercussions for the fighters. But um, would I like to see the fighters get more rights and get higher pay? I would, and I don't know how that's going to come about, but short of a of a, of a, a union process, this might be this would be one of the other options. Maybe not the best option, but an option. So that's that's why this was written. It wasn't written in any kind of antagonistic way it was just you know the UFC fighters are needed right now because Endeavor needs money and the time to get the attention for the fighters side of things is high right now so I just felt hey it's kind of a perfect scenario where something like this could happen I, like I said, I doubt it would happen, but I just wanted to cover it as in, you know, what if. I know some more cynical fans who are 
far more pro UFC, far more pro Dana White than me. Will won't believe that, but I don't really care because um, I know what I wanted to do with the story, and that's what I did. So I think that's all I have for today. Depending on what transpires on Friday, might have something um, ahead of UFC 249. I might do something on the night of UFC 249, maybe uh, a video thing. I don't know. I have to set this stuff up. Got a camera and whatnot, and maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Um, We'll see. But if neither of those things happen, I'll still be back on Sunday night to deliver, you know, the normal start of the week for uh, next week. So until you hear from me again, stay safe.